You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is another Astros podcast. Welcome back. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks joined by Brandon Taubman, Astros Senior Director, Baseball Operations Research and Innovation. And always good to see you, Brandon. And, uh, you know, Astros trying to take this series from the Cleveland Indians and a guy who's uh, been a real spark since coming up from AAA, Tony Kemp, getting a chance to play every day now because, frankly, th- this team's been better when he's been in the lineup. So it's great to be back, guys. I want to start off by thanking you for the opportunity because the Astros are 0-3 in games in which I've done pregame radio. So a little surprised to be back, but also thankful for it. And uh, kicking right off with Tony Kemp. I mean, obviously he's a player that deserves major league opportunity. He's performed super well in Fresno the past couple of years. But our roster is just so stacked that the right opportunity has not really come along for Tony. Mm. But now with Fisher and Reddick on the DL and some propensity of strikeouts, bottom half of the lineup to start the year, it's created an opportunity for a guy like Tony to come up here, contribute on the base paths in the outfield. And then he kind of brings a different element to our offense as well as a guy with a, a contact-oriented game. Right. You know, he extends at bats, he moves runners over. So I think he, he kind of fits into a little bit more of the, the small ball sort of style and, and kind of gives us more balanced feel in the lineup. Hey, Brandon, the reason we had you back is because Garrett Cole is pitching today. <laughs> we feel like I had a better chance of winning with Garrett Cole on the mat. You guys acquired him in a trade in, in January. What did you see? about Garrett Cole. You gave up a lot for him, but what did you see that you thought that uh, you could make a difference and help him uh, pitch to his his talent level? So, so we've had a bit of an infatuation with Garrett Cole for a few years. So the first thing I'll say is that I give a lot of credit to Jeff for being disciplined and patient and, and pulling the trigger on this move at the, at the right time. You know, it's no secret that a guy that throws 97 with a power breaker, you know, change is, is desirable, but Jeff was great with the way that he approached it all. So he gets a lot of credit. So do our pro scouting analysts, Will Sharp and Matt Hogan, kind of unsung heroes of the front office, Mm. who identified some opportunities for Cole to change his location strategy and his pitch mix if acquired. And the credit, I mean, there's a lot of factors that are going on to the domination that we've seen on the field so far. And it begins really with Brent Strom, Doug White, and the advanced guys who are able to take that same information and distill it down for Garrett in an intelligible way, and he's certainly brought that on field. But it's also a credit to Verlander and Keuchel for providing leadership on the pitching side and the defense, which, quite frankly, is one of the best in the game, and that includes sure. Stassi and McCann behind the plate. So a lot of factors going into what we've seen so far, but the biggest factor is obviously Garrett Cole himself, who's one of the fiercest competitors I've ever been around in my five years in the game, and it's such a pleasure to see him come here, grasp onto the information, take the instruction from Strami and Doug White and make it all happen for us. And, you know, you, you talk about uh, what Garrett Cole has been able to do and obviously very impressive. And, you know, sometimes everybody has a little bit of a different path. You know, you look at what Jake Marisnik has done. He got off to a really slow start, came, went down to AAA, probably got back up a little sooner than thought because of some injuries. But three for five since coming back, had a, had a big home run uh, in the first game of this series. And, I mean, obviously still a lot of season left to be played, but good to see him respond well to that demotion and to returning. It's been awesome to see him come back here and hit in the early going, and he's beloved by his teammates. So it's great also to see the way that his teammates react when he performs because it's, uh, you know, it's been some bad luck and a long time coming with the tough stretch to start the year. But, you know, he's a physical freak of nature. We know that from his, his defensive play. He's great on the base paths, and he's overhauled his swing some. We like what we see with the swing, but, 
you know, his, his plate approach, his propensity to chase has not been great, and he's cognizant of that and working on it. So we're, we're still very high on Jake. Um, you know, he's got the right skill set to be an everyday outfielder. And even though he struggled a little bit, he's well on his way and a, a big part of what we have going in, in 18. Hey, Brandon, another guy that has struggled in the last couple of years in particular is Tony Sipp, but he's pitching much better. It looks like uh, leverage-wise that he's going to be a useful piece for the Astros going down the stretch, mostly against left-handed batters. Yep. So in, in 2014 and 15, when Tony Sipp was a dominant late-inning reliever for us, he was working with a fastball slider and then one of the best pitches in the game, his splitter. And in uh, 16 and 17, he kind of lost feel for this pitch, and that very much made him a left-on-left sort of guy, uh-huh. working away with a fastball and slider. I think AJ's used him really well in that role so far this year. But what's really exciting for the coaching staff and his teammates is that there's been this reemergence of his splitter. We saw it past few games with Rajah Davis, Melky Cabrera, Jose Ramirez. And so I think if he could continue to refine that pitch – we're going to have the 2014-2015 Tony sit back. I know he's working hard, hard on that. And the only problem with that is AJ's going to have to find another way to get a high-leverage caliber reliever in the game because it's a good problem to have, but he's got too many guys out there who could get critical outs. But we're, we're really excited uh, about the improvements we've been seeing with Tony this year. Robert Ford, Steve Sparks, once again joined by Senior Director of Baseball Operations, Research, and Innovation, Brandon Taubman, as the Astros get set to wrap up this series with the Cleveland Indians. And I know one of the areas that you're responsible for, Brandon, is uh, the the pro scouting and particularly the advanced scouting. And things have changed a lot in the game. Uh, every team used to have a, an advanced scout travel and basically work a team ahead and, and, and go see all these teams. And some teams still do that. But now with a lot of the video that's out there, a lot of it uh, can be done in, in different ways. You just talk a little bit about uh, the Astros' approach to advanced scouting and how that's handled. Sure, but I have to clarify real quick. I am not Tom Kofazer's boss as much as I'd like to pretend that I am. So <laughs> I do have oversight of the pro scouting area, yeah. not the advanced scouting okay. area, but very similar in practice. We're obviously working hand in hand, a lot of the same tools and philosophies at work. But um, you are right that you know we have a baseball information or data-driven approach to how we ought to attack the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's more important than that, I think, is having a guy like Tom, Tom Kofazer, his right-hand man, Tommy Kawamura, and then a coaching staff that's aligned with kind of our mantra in the front office to offer the best information available all the time to exploit our competition's weaknesses. So um, we're, we're very much aligned in that. And uh, it's kind of like the research and development group's job to provide a whole lot of good feedback tools to the advanced team. And then it's the advanced team's job to use those tools in concert with video to put the best recommendations possible in front of our coaching staff. So uh, we brought Tom in in 2014 he was over in seattle and he's completely changed the program i remember when when we got here you know we were providing our pitchers with batting average by quadrant and now to see how some basic tools like that have evolved into really sophisticated feedback tool it's it's awesome and i think we have one of the best in the game hey brandon one of the my favorite stats now is ops plus and because it takes into account uh the ballpark where, where players are playing in and things of that nature. And OPS was one of those numbers where I felt like it really encapsulated a player's value. Is there something to, that you guys look at that, that that measures a player's worth offensively more than any other? So we have our own secret sauce formula, but in the end, it gives us something very similar to OPS plus or WRC, any number, one of those kind of third-party stats that gives you a, a comprehensive feel for a player's offensive abilities. But for all the fans out there listening, OPS, OPS plus, they're great statistics, better than batting average, because it appreciates the fact that a double is worth more than a single, home runs worth more than a double, and so on, that 
drawing a walk is a good thing too. So um, we, we'd love for all of you guys out there listening to throw your support behind getting OPS up on the scoreboard because it's a pretty good metric. We all ought to pay more attention to, I think. And it seems like, you know, you, you talk about some of these advanced numbers and we're starting to see OPS on, on some scoreboards around the game and see it mentioned a lot more. It seems like there's a greater understanding of fans of some of these advanced numbers, so it probably makes it easier for the front office when you're evaluating these guys and explaining what you're doing because there's more of an understanding of some of the tools that you're using. That's that's exactly right. It certainly helps to align how we're valuing players in the front office with what the fans are anticipating when they're trying to kind of understand why we're making the moves that we are. But, you know, we are trying to target guys that that have nice OPSs and, uh, you know, it's, I think, the right way to do it. So, There's a, a player down in AA right now. It's Miles Straw, and he possesses a certain ability to steal bases. He has 31 already this year. When you're constructing a playoff roster and you can exploit another team's weakness, are players down in the minor leagues considered to make those rosters? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the trap is getting a player with one skill set who's unlikely to exploit that skill set in a playoff situation and doesn't offer a whole lot else in other areas of the game. So, you know, you can add a, a burner to your playoff roster with the hope that there's going to be a key spot for him to steal, steal base or, or pinch run. Um, but Straw's really more than that. He is a burner, but he's also given you plus center field defense. And uh, in past seasons, he struggled with the bat a little bit. He, you know, he kind of hammers the ball into the ground, like super high ground ball rate. But he's changed his swing some. He's hitting the ball more on the line, and he's got elite-level contact skills. So I think you know, the bat still has a little bit of a ways to go, but it's good enough that when you combine that with the stolen base ability and the outfield defense, he can make our playoff roster this year or in the future and, and contribute in more than one way. Brandon Taubman. Astros Senior Director, Baseball Operations, Research, and Innovation. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, Always good to see you guys. Thanks. The Houston Astros Radio Network. 3-1. And Springer drills this one pretty deep to left center field. And you can kiss that one goodbye. Robert Ford, Steve Sparks. This is big boy baseball. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network.